Blog Talk Radio. afternoon it, it it is tuesday july 30th the end of the end of july and we're heading into the last month of of what's been a long hot summer this is michael vandervoort and uh my co-host robin schooling was is probably going to join us but she's not here yet and if she's a wall it's because she's at a conference in san francisco this week so I'm going to be uh, I'm going to to roll into our the introduction of our guest here and hope that Robin comes on. If not, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to her next week. We have some exciting news coming out next week. So just a little teaser. Our guest today is <laughs> is Katrina Collier. Uh, Katrina is the author of a of a, a just a brand new book, and I've seen it pop up several times in uh, the social media, the HR social media stream this week and last, called the Robot Proof Recruiter. Katrina, welcome to Drive Through HR. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm really good because I've had my dinner because it's quite late here in London, <laughs> <laughs> so I should be able to make sense at this hour. <laughs> awesome. So so uh, yeah. So it's. Uh, it, it, uh, for those that are, that uh, I didn't mention, Katrina is actually joining us from London, so it's uh, yeah. it's post dinner time there. I haven't yet, I haven't had breakfast yet, even though it's lunchtime here in wow. the U.S. So, yeah, it's it's coffee coffee day uh, so far. Um, anyway, thanks for joining us. Um, for just for uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, um, tell us a bit about yourself, uh, what you've done in the past. I know you have a, a blog and some other things, and, and a published yeah. author. So exciting story. Share, okay. share your background. Well, so I, I, like everybody, fell into recruitment because nobody sets out in their career to end up in recruitment, do they? Um, and that was in 2003 when I moved to London from Australia, hence the strange accent. And <laughs> I just saw this, I saw this little advertisement that said trainee recruitment consultant. I thought, oh, I could do that. Um, so I fell into recruitment and had a bit of a rocky start. And then I found the company I was at until for about five years until the recession hit. And then, of course, it was at that time, that 2008-9, I started going, well, hang on a minute. All of these people are appearing online on the internet, and I'm using LinkedIn to recruit. Well, maybe I should be teaching this. Well, I was just a little bit early. <laughs> so I, I sort of set out to do that, and then went no, no, too early. So I actually went in-house for about 18 months. And is that Robin appearing? It is Robin. I'm having a <laughs> There she is. Hi, Robin. Hi, everybody. Hello. I know the Robin sound from having met Robin in London. <laughs> yeah. So Robin, Robin's Wonderful. a Robert. Robin's an international traveler of, of the of the of the lately, uh, going coast to yeah. coast in the U.S. and uh, across yep. the pond to London a few weeks ago. So anyway, Robin, we did the intro. I said I thought you were going to join us, but you were AWOL when we started. So um, <laughs> went ahead and moved on into Katrina's introduction. So anyway, welcome to the show. Perfect. And Perfect. We'll come back around and circle back to you in a second okay perfect cool so well so, i anyways. finished my little look, i just finished my yeah, little story before, before anyone before anyone naps knowing it's late here um so yeah so i i, I then went in-house 
because I was like, I was a little bit too early to start teaching. And to be honest, sometimes it's still too early for some companies. It's quite amazing. Uh, Ten years later. But I went in-house for a period of time, proved to myself I could do it. And then I spent a, until maybe early last year teaching social recruiting and social sourcing. But all of the time, I've been very focused on candidate engagement because I could see that was the real problem. So rather than, oh, you know, I can find Mike and I can spam Mike, uh, it was, well, how do I get Mike to reply? Um, and then in the middle of that, Kogan Page actually approached me to write a book, which was kind of mind-blowing because I didn't know I was going to write a book. If you'd asked me at March last year, I'd have gone, what are you talking about? Um, and here I am, and it's out on Sunday, uh, which is just extraordinary. And it is all about that candidate engagement, but also how big the world of recruitment has come now. Like a recruiter's job is, is so much more than just find Mike, contact Mike, get Mike in job. It's, you know, it's now all about branding and all this kind of stuff. So hence the book. And um, it's kind of mind blowing. I've got it sitting in front of me and I still can't quite get over it. <laughs> so, well, so, so, so very cool. Let, let us jump back to Robin and find out what she's doing because she's on the move. So Robin, welcome to, back. Welcome to this week's show. The, uh, the end of the end of the, the middle Month of summer is how I opened it up. Uh, at yep, a yep. But I forgot which one it is. So tell us where you're at and what you're up to this week. I'm at um, I'm at the Culture Amp. Um, right, Culture conference, Amp, which is Culture First, uh, is the name of the conference. And um, it just yesterday they had a day for customers, but the actual conference is today and tomorrow. So we're on Pier 27 uh, in San Francisco and. Uh, Hopefully the cloud cover is leaving soon because there's a lot of stuff set up outside. And, uh, so far, so good. Cool. Josh Burton uh, is getting ready to take the stage. So, but I can't. I love know. San Francisco. I have I have never actually been to San Francisco except for flying through the airport, which is very weird. No, you need to go I've to been San Francisco. To- <laughs> yeah, I've been to India, but not San Francisco. So I don't know how I work there. So I'll have to get there one of these days. Um, so, well, cool, Robin. Um, so we, so we, we basically just got Katrina's introduction um, done, yep. and you, you, you booked Katrina. So I, I didn't know if you wanted to start with a question since you're here, or. Yep. Well, she, she kind of laid out, um, you know, her book launch, which was so exciting, and that, and that was perfect timing to get her on the show with the timing of the book launch. Um, but, but I just find the whole concept so interesting and, and uh, I have yet to read the book, but you know, cause it's on the way, but um, I haven't landed yet. Some of them have arrived yeah. in the U S you haven't got yours yet. <laughs> well, I'm uh, maybe, I mean, I'm not home maybe. to get it. So. Oh, you're not home. Of course. Um, you yeah. <laughs> um, but the, you know, I think it's, I think the, the thing, you know, thinking about that, it's, you know, the concept of, of sorcerers or recruiters, you know, yes, can find people, but then we get the, uh, you know, like you said, the, it, it, engaging with them, you know, and yeah, yeah, you can blast stuff out to everybody ad nauseum, you know, and so yeah. then it becomes the recruiters or the TA teams, you know, sort of as a, as an entity, think of a big TA team somewhere mm. tracking, what are they measuring? They're measuring probably to some degree, the wrong 
thing. How do people measure, are people, are recruiters measuring actual engagement with candidates? Or are they measuring outreach? To a point. I don't think they're doing it enough. I don't. I think yeah. a lot of them haven't realized that it's a big problem, bizarrely. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, they'll, they'll sort of go, oh, well, I'll buy a LinkedIn recruiter license and LinkedIn tell me that a, a 20% response rate is great, so I'll think that's great. And I'm, I'm sort yeah. of going, but that's 80% of people that aren't re- responding. And what's wrong with the phone? Like, when did we stop using the phone? Uh, but I'm old school. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would just naturally call somebody anyway. Yeah. Um, so are they measuring? So I can't 100% answer that, but I would put money on it. They're, they're doing much more on the outreach than yeah. the actual responding. And I just think yeah. if you think about it from the amount of noise, and rather than going, actually, I'm going to send, instead of sending 300 messages, I'm going to send 50 to the right people yeah. that are highly yeah. personalized that get me an 80% response rate. Yeah, it would just be so much more effective. But there's so much noise. I mean, just on top of the irrelevant in-mails and emails that are sent, you've just, you're mm-hmm. constantly being bombarded. And our lives are all about interruption now, aren't they? So mm-hmm. I've already, like in the what, nine minutes we've been live, my phone has rung and somebody's messaged me in the last nine yeah. minutes. And you're kind of going, whoa. And I'm sort of like trying to send a message going, I'm on a radio show. Please leave me alone for now. But it's it's that, and that need to feel like you need to reply as well. The the work Mm. has become quite confusing. So just people just trying to do their jobs. And then in the middle of that, recruiters are trying to get their attention. Right. So to me, it's like a fight for attention, not a war for talent. (laughs) Yeah. If that makes more sense. Um, it, it, I hadn't heard it put that way. That's an interesting way to describe. Interesting way yeah. to describe it. Um, I, I before well, and we, then you we, think too of the you know we're being bombarded. Imagine I'm a. I'm going to imagine I'm somebody that I'm not. Imagine I'm some great, <laughs> you know, tech talent uh, in high demand person. I'm being bombarded, probably constantly by recruiters. Mm-hmm. I'm being bombarded by the vendors and the people that want to sell me stuff who are yeah. doing it, doing the same sort of messaging and, and, mm. you know, over and over and over again, at, at what point, at some point, I'm just, I'm just not going to read anything. Yeah. I'm not going to respond to, to anything or I yeah. pick apart that canned email. I get that email and I'm like, yep, I could tell that was, mm-hmm. you know, because unfortunately I opened the last one and they saw I opened it. So now they're yeah. sending me the follow-up and, you know, and, and yeah, we use these tools to make our yeah. lives, you know, I'm doing air quotes here easier um, yeah. on, on the messaging side, but the people receiving it are just, you know, a, a, a oh, cynicism so and, you know, yeah. and fed up. So- yeah. I mean, a couple of things on that. One is I really love to ask the audience who, you know, when I'm speaking, because I, I, I blows my mind, I get to keynote all around the world. And I will ask the audience, no matter what size, I'll say, so who has a LinkedIn recruiter license? And usually pretty well every hand in the room goes up, unless it's some like Uber sourcing conference where fewer hands go up. But, and then I will show them the template from the training that they've all been through, which they all use. So they're all using uh-huh. exactly the same template. And the problem with the template is it starts with the word I. 
I came across your profile. I mean, I came across your profile has an 80% response rate reduction, just using those mm. words. 80%, mm. Sorry, people are 80% less likely to respond. They're so sick of it. And it's like, well, of course you came across my profile on LinkedIn. You're sending me a message on LinkedIn like, Sir. but <laughs> if you, advertising is in the word you. So, you know, L'Oreal, because you're worth it. You know, if you listen to advertising, they're constantly telling you how you feel and what you're doing. So why aren't we writing our messaging like that in the first place? Like your background in X has caught my hiring manager's attention and he'd really like to discuss this further and see where you're going next. Rather than, I've got a job, do you want it? Like, I want to talk to you. It's like switching. Yeah. Um, but also, I use an example, I mean, it's a few years old now, where a recruiter at Google sent this man an exquisite, highly personalized um, in-mail. And it included things like talking like a pirate and uh, cat videos and all this kind of stuff, which completely showed that Weston had done his research. And Paul uh -huh. took it to Twitter, put it on Twitter and wrote, this is gold. And it has had something like six and a half thousand retweets. But what got me was the fact that it took Paul 11 months to open it. And then Weston had to go and reopen his Twitter account to reply. And they did end up talking 11 months later. And you're kind of going, if you just called him or emailed him directly, that would have got better success than using a platform that isn't actually that active with those people who are fed up, which yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Because it's like it's full of, I mean, who's active on there? Recruiters, marketers, entrepreneurs, salespeople. You know, that, it, it's not necessary who you're recruiting. So, you know, that's where the idea with the book is, is just to stir it up more and get people really thinking about that noise and how they present themselves and whether they're worthy of someone's time. And because it's just so much more than the messaging now as well, because I can look at you. I don't need to reply to you if I don't like the look of you. <laughs> so, do, you find that, um, do you find that there's uh, hesitancy might be the, the the right word, might be the wrong word. Are there corporate edicts in some large organizations that tell where where the recruiters are told don't personalize too much, or Ooh. they're told they have to use X Y Z template, and uh, you know is that how they're taught? Oh, I don't know. I can't actually answer that. What an awesome question. I, I was thinking you were going to go in more of the direction they're told how they may or may not present themselves online. Yeah, well, so that too. Yeah, I that, know that exists. Yeah. Oh, do you know, I, I honestly don't know because I've kind of steered away, if I'm honest, the big corporates. Um, when yeah. I like work with companies, I am much happier in the SME space because they're much more rebellious. And also because I yes. do a lot in the really difficult to recruit space, which can either be healthcare or technical, like they're my babies. And they yeah. don't tend to be those huge companies with way, 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 way too much red tape. <laughs> um, so I can't answer that, but I could probably find out because I could think of a few yeah. people to ask. Um, but definitely restricting people and how they present themselves, which I think is really sad because it is a case of, Robin sends me an email. It actually catches my attention. I'm so going to Google you before I reply. And if I don't right. like what I see, I'm not going to reply. And I don't right. want to see stuffy corporate because that, to me, of course, that's because that's not what I want to work in either. So it's probably quite personal with my own values. But you are you're going to make this judgment call, right? So they got my attention, but do they deserve it? Yeah. And it's you know one of the things I talk about in the book is like. 
give people something to talk to you about. I mean, my dogs have got me so much business. People don't talk to me about my stuff straight off the bat. They start with, oh, Mm -hmm. we love Banjo. People know Banjo. Like, they literally ask after him. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, give, give somebody something easy about you that shows you're a real human being. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that might be, because I, I and and the reason that it, it strikes my mind because within the last uh, three or four months, I I was having a conversation with a small-ish recruiting team, about six six seven recruiters on this team, uh-huh. and they were given um, they were given a they were given about three four templates to use for outreach. Wow. And they were told this is, you know, and they were sourcing, they were, they were finding people mostly indeed LinkedIn, you know, kind of the, where yeah. everybody goes, but, um, but they were told to use these very, you know, here's, here's the templates, plug in person's name here and your name here, but basically don't deviate from this. Um, so oh, I, I know that, I know that some people are told, are told that. And I think it, it does become, I, it, I just it, find that suffocating. It, it personalizes it. Yeah, it does, right? And it's really funny because I've got, I've got, um, oh, I, I, to me it's funny because I know that people are going to pick up this book and they're going to go straight to the chapter on what I've called robot-proof messaging, which is yeah. they're going to go there and they're going to expect to find templates and they're not going to find templates. Because yeah. I'm going to talk about how to use the tools to find what I call conversation starters. So that is, oh, mm. Katrina's got a dog, so let's talk about the bring dog to work policy. Let's not talk about the nursery mm-hmm. approach, whatever you call it in the U.S., because I don't have children, I don't really care. So it's like, mm-hmm. but that's not about templates. And at the beginning of this chapter, I've literally written about, like, as a recruiter or sourcer, you're in a fight for attention. So if you haven't read what's come before this page, like, please don't start here. Because all of the stuff before that is about getting a really good intake, which I've had so much help to write from Steve Levy, Maisha Cannon, Tanji Pettis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how to present yourself online so you look worthy of someone's time. How your company is presenting itself online. Does mm-hmm. it look worthy of someone's time? And, oh, my God, those reviews and stuff like that. And, like, the impact of all of that is so much bigger than people think. So, th- if that message is good enough to get someone's attention, it's going to be completely undone by that quick run through Google or any yeah. of your other search engines, obviously caveat. I'm just going to say Google for ease, but <laughs> there obviously yeah. are all, all the other ones, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not going to list them off every time, but it's uh, like, I thought I have to write that there because if they just start here, it's never going to work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me do a, let me do a quick reset. Um, this mm-hmm. is Michael, and we have and Robin uh, on our on their show today for July 30th, and our guest is Katrina Collier, and Katrina is talking about her new book, The Robot Proof Recruiter, and some other things. Um, the uh, the show sponsor is Q Inc. Uh, we have a conference coming up in uh, October in Las Vegas, lovely Las Vegas. Uh, go check out our conference page at Q Inc. Dot com fall 2019. So thanks to Q for sponsoring. Uh, Katrina, I had a couple quick questions, and Robin wrote the show notes, and so she and for some reason she said, and we'll be talking candidate engagement, ghosting, and well, she's Australian, so we'll probably go off topic. I'm not really sure how this ties <laughs> together, but I'm going to make sure it happens. I want to go off topic for just a moment. Um, actually, it's not totally off topic, but you you are running. Um, 
five disrupt HR events in the UK? I am. I am. That, that is that that I, I don't I don't know the scale of the of disrupt HR in uh, in the UK, but that's a lot. Five different cities. Yeah. Talk about that for a minute. How okay, you got so involved with disrupt? Yeah. So real quick, we okay. have about ten minutes left. Okay, dear HR audience that's listening, please don't take offense to how bluntly I'm going to put this because he's just told me I've only got 10 minutes. Um, I'm a typical Gen X, so I have been ignored by HR my entire career, uh, or police. <laughs> that, that's, that's literally it. And I started teaching. Like I said, I was teaching the social recruiting before I moved on to candidate engagement. So I started meeting all these amazing HR people and going, okay, nobody's hearing you. Like, you're not getting a chance to speak because... It, I guess a bit like Sherm, you know, CIPD doesn't want inexperienced speakers, HR review doesn't change, what doesn't see, no one gets a fresh voice. So I dropped yeah. into New York on the way to another conference, spoke at Disrupt HR New York, I said, I can do this, but we're going to do this much more Australian style, Katrina style, relaxed. You know, it's mm. not as formal as yours. Um, I, you know, I don't worry about feeding people. I'm, my sponsors donate to the charity. Um, it's more about the regularity of getting new voices. And so it started with London and then the London community demanded the other cities. So they, they started going, but we want Bristol and we want York and we want, you know, and, and I'm going, okay, okay. So you've got to help me. Like you've got to make sure bums on seat. But um, I love it. I think because for me, it's important to speak and be heard. I want other people to speak and be heard. I want to build communities. Um, and it has launched people. I've had, had someone end up on Icelandic television. <laughs> you just going, wow. What? Wow. <laughs> So he went from Disrupt HR in London, ended up speaking at a conference in Iceland in front of 400 HR people, and then ended up on TV. And you're going, that's what I wanted. Mm, that's very cool. Sorry. <laughs> right? So but we, uh, I run them at a, a, a much more relaxed scale. You know, the, I know some of them in the U.S. are quite formal. They're almost like a, a mini conference. Mine are not like mm-hmm. that. They're a lot set. They're like in a bar. They're, I've actually got a um, cargo in London on uh, uh, my new venue, which is a nightclub. <laughs> So it should be a lot of fun. But that's that's how that came about. But it, it allows me to get money for Hope for Justice, which is all about stopping modern day slavery, of which London is the global hub of people trafficking. So it all wraps up each side. I've got like these two distinct sides, but they all actually wrap in intermingle. It's it's quite cool. <laughs> So that's how that happened. You're the only you're the only person I know that's running multiple events. So that that was intriguing to me. Um, yeah, the other thing I think because I'm very talk, decisive. So. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing we should probably talk about since the title of the episode was the ghosting epidemic. Yeah. Um, let's talk yeah. about ghosting. Uh, you hear about it all the time, but you know what? What's your take? Yeah, well, so ghosting obviously is like in a relationship where somebody just disappears out of the process and, and they're gone, like you can't find them anymore. And apparently candidates have started doing this because candidates in many circumstances can. They have the power to be able to do that. They've got, um, you know, if they're in high demand. But I don't think any recruiter has the right to complain about that because for the last at least decade, recruiters have been doing that to candidates. So they, they are the ones that don't give feedback. You know, if you go to Glassdoor, you can do an x-ray search. So site colon glassdoor.com slash interviews, I think it is, and put in never heard back. The results are extraordinary. So people can mm-hmm. even come in to an interview and not hear back. So it's like 
But it really is, it's their market. And if you have somebody, you need to constantly keep in touch with them in, in the same way, you know, you'll plug in your sat nav to know what time you're going to arrive somewhere because it will, you know, you get that certainty. We have such an amazing transport system here that gives us such certainty of when we're going to arrive at places. So people just want that in general. So use the technology to give that instead of using the technology to hide behind, which again is like part of the premise of the book. What is that noise? Is that Robin? That could be, yeah, probably right. music and all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's I'm hearing big breathing. I'm hiding over by a coffee pot to try to stay away from the music. I can, I, I can. I didn't mean to do that. I was joking. I was going to put her on mute, and I actually did. Right. You're back. Why? <laughs> okay. I think it was like um, rubbing of a microphone. I thought it was very. I, I, thought you, I thought you were. I thought you were power walking while you were around around the conference center while you were. It's not as bad as the time I was at the lunch place in Washington D.C. and they were running a jackhammer outside. I think that was a wow. Pretty Chief Robin did put me on mute. Um, listen, Katrina, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, sorry, it got, we got a little. We got that the, the the you know the curiosities of live radio and live podcasting, right? No, so. fine. It was just funny. <laughs> well, here's a here's a here's a. I I have a personal ghosting story as a candidate, um, which I find quite ironic. Um, there was a. Um, I went. I, let me think. I got to the um, second interview. I, there would have been a third, but I got to the second interview with a well-known player in the HR space in the, let me think, summer of, this was summer, fall of 2014. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still waiting to hear back if I got the job. Yeah. Uh, and the irony is that this particular organization um, does a lot of, uh, again, I'm using air quotes, thought leadership around candidate yep. experience. And yeah. five years later, I still don't know if I got the job. It's mm. just so obnoxious. I mean, I, I laughed because somebody uh, at, um, I'm going to say who it was because you're not going to work out who it was, but a sorcerer at Twitter tried to make a joke on LinkedIn at, at Halloween about, oh, I love it when a candidate ghosts me. And I took a screenshot of my absolute favorite ghosting story that is available to see on Twitter's own reviews because it's from a recruitment coordinator. So we're ghosting out each other, our own peers. And I just took a screenshot of it and said, well, maybe if you didn't ghost your peers, maybe that would be a good starting place. <laughs> and it, it got to about 34 or 35 likes before finally the entire thread got deleted. Where she could have said, Katrina, thank you. Do you know, I've never really thought about it that way. We yeah. shouldn't be ghosting anybody, should we? I'm going to make sure yeah. we don't do that. But instead, the whole thread just got deleted. And I thought, oh, that's so lame. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at least 34 likes before it got deleted. Yes. Um, I have a, I have a terrible ghosting story, um, and it and it was eight, it was in a company that I worked for I don't know twenty years ago. A colleague of mine was interviewed for a job internally mm -hmm. in the HR department. Um, mm -hmm. She was offered the job. She asked yep. questions. She asked questions about relocation and some other things, and then didn't hear anything mm -hmm. for a while, and. And the next thing, so so she had a standing offer, which she had not accepted or rejected. 
Yeah. And about two weeks later, the company announced that they had hired somebody else, another internal candidate. Uh, <laughs> into the job. Uh, and so, so they made a job offer and, and never responded to her inquiries about the, yeah, and, you know, and the odd thing was it was a great company with a great HR department. But I, and I, I, I was always like, if they, if, if we treated our other employees as badly as, right. you know, it was, anyway, wow. so I won't mention the name. So look but Here's us, like three people, and two of us have really bad ghosting stories. And it's like, well, hang on. So recruiters, this is just proof that recruiters have done this for so long. How very dare they complain about candidates paying us back? So it's like, don't actually look at what you're doing and what, why it's happening, because it will be something that we can change. Most people don't just disappear out of the process unless they're mistreated. I had, you know, when I when when I was most recently working, um, you know, in the gaming industry, and and it was, you know, entry. I'm I use the term entry level, but you know, mm-hmm. entry level service jobs, you know, yeah. high turnover, just constant hiring. You know, uh, we we had people ghost a lot, yeah. Um, but we anticipated it. We knew it. it. Yeah. We tried to move as quickly as possible. But if you're paying somebody ten dollars an hour, and they mm-hmm. need a job tomorrow. If they yeah. get a job offer and they can, they're going to take the first one that comes along or for 25 exactly. cents more an hour, they're going to take that other one and they're not, you know, they're not going to respond to us. We would, no. we would try, we would try to do outreach, you know, and that sort of thing. We kind of, it was kind of the norm. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw I think where this is happening is like high end though. This is exactly. highly yeah. sought after. And I think that's so, quite shocking people. I think in the, in the entry level, you're kind of like, okay, fair enough, you know. If there's yeah. a dollar more Katrina, down the road. Katrina, I'm sorry to cut you off. We have a little yeah, less no, no. than a minute to go. And thanks. So first of all, thanks for being a guest today. It was a fun show. Uh, we, why don't you tell folks where they can find you on, and you have a ton of stuff going on. Share your information real quick on Twitter and that kind of stuff before we end the show. Yes. So I'm Katrina M. Collier on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me with great ease on LinkedIn. And, of course, um, I'm on Amazon now, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, I know. It's quite. It's like if you just Google Katrina Collier, I'm everywhere. I have to behave myself. Um, but the Robot Proof Recruiter will be available in the U.S. from the 28th, but it is actually released on Saturday here in the U.K., which is so exciting, which is also my father's 90th birthday. So it's actually a very special oh, day. Very so cool. Love it. He had me late. I hasten to add. <laughs> All right. Well, well, thanks for joining us from London and, and after dinner. And uh, we'll we'll get the the show posted in a second. Robin, enjoy San Francisco and culture I will. first. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank Bye, you. everybody. Bye.